When you're a pro, you got to do a little bit of everything. A little. A little. And even a little. And it helps to have something that works as hard as you do. That's why Valspar has a paint for every job, every room, every time. Valspar. You make it happen, we make it possible. Pros, head to Lowe's today and talk to a pro rep about getting up to 10 free gallons of Valspar through our paint trial program. Exclusions apply. See ValsparPro.com for details. Welcome to Overwatch, the show where you get a unique viewpoint on current events, politics, finance, cybersecurity and trends, prophecy in the end times, religion, and the paranormal, airing only on Firefall Talk Radio and the Firefall Network. I'm Richard Grund. You may not always agree with our point of view, but you will be challenged, informed, and hopefully inspired to do your own research to know more. You should want to know more. Tonight we're talking signs, swarms, and shakings. It's February 2nd, 2020, or 02022020. And that works out whether you do the month, day, year, or the day, month, year, like they do internationally. And at just after 2 a.m., it was 020220 on 020220. This is the only time that this will occur in this century. It's called the palindrome, which means it's the same whether you read it backwards or forwards. The previous palindrome date in all formats came 909 years ago on 11-11-11-11. I don't think anybody's still alive from then unless they're vampires or mortal or angels, fallen angels. Well, you know what? Yeah. So the next time it'll happen is 101 years, 12-12-21-21. And then again, not until 03-03-30-30. Palindrome comes from the word palin, which means again, back, and dromos, which means meaning running, which means a palindrome is a word that it, or phrase, or number that runs back on itself. Single word palindromes like Anna or Civic. Kayak, level, madam, mom, noon, race car, radar, rotator, rotor, solo, stats, and wow! Multiple word palindromes are like don't nod, I did, did I, my gym, step on no pets, top spot, and was it a cat I saw? The most common English palindromes are the red Character by character, like I mentioned, level and rotor and race car. And that means that the character of the word matches the word, and it can be spelled forward and backward. So if Hannah married Bob today on 02022020, that would be a palindrome marriage. Today, wedding chapels in Las Vegas are full so that people can remember the date of their first marriage or a second, or a third, with unique meaning. And guess what? It's also Super Bowl Sunday on Groundhog Day. So you know what all of that means? Absolutely nothing. It doesn't mean a thing. It just happened to happen at this time. But it is a sign. It's a sign that we can get caught up in signs. But there is a sign going on right now over in Africa and the Middle East, and it's swarms, swarms of locusts. The U.N. has asked for international help to fight the swarms of desert locusts sweeping across East Africa. A biblical plague of billions of locusts, swarms the size of cities, 
are eating everything in sight in East Africa, and experts fear that the plague could get 500 times worse. The Zero Hedge blog reported ravenous locust swarms the size of cities are consuming crops at a staggering pace, and this could potentially cause famine on the African continent. That is unlike anything we've ever seen before. If unchecked, locust numbers could increase 500 times by June, which is only four months away. Spreading to Uganda and South Sudan, becoming a plague that will devastate crops and pastures in a region which is already one of the poorest and most vulnerable in the world, the report said. Save the Children's Regional Director for East and Southern Africa, Ian Vale, said in a statement that his staff in Kenya is battling swarms so thick they can barely see through them. Ethiopia, Kenya, Somalia, places that are struggling with unprecedented, unprecedented excuse me, and devastating swarms of these food-devouring crops. Can't say that very fast. Food-devouring crops. The United Nations Food and Agricultural Organization has stated. Now think of it. What's going on right now could be 500 times worse in four months. That just boggles the mind. The FAO, the UN's Food and Agricultural Organization, said earlier this week, Ethiopia and Somalia have not faced an infestation on this scale in 25 years, while Kenya has not seen a threat, a locust threat of this size, for 70 years. You know, when when a famine comes and we've seen the pictures, this could be it all over again, but magnified. South Sudan and Uganda are at risk if the swarms continue to grow and spread. So where'd they come from? Well, they spread from Yemen across the Red Sea. And what happened is the heavy rainfall at the end of 2019 created the ideal conditions for these food-destroying, devouring insects to flourish. And the problem will get worse as the year goes on. Aside from the growing numbers in East Africa, locusts have been breeding in India, Iran, and Pakistan, which in turn could result into massive spring swarms on top of what I just told you about. Locusts can travel up to 93 miles in a day and eat its own weight in food. I guess if you travel 93 miles a day, you get hungry. A swarm the size of Paris, as they're describing, could eat the same amount of food as half of the population of France in a single day. Some farmers in Ethiopia's Amhara region have lost 100% of their crops. Last month, a locust swarm forced a passenger plane off course in Ethiopia. Insects smashed into engines Windshield and the airplane nose forcing the aircraft to land early in Addis Ababa. Folks, this is craziness going on. This is not business as usual. Well, you know another thing that's not business as usual? The earthquakes we're seeing. Oh, yes, we see thousands of earthquakes every year, and they make the news every now and then. But what we're seeing is a steady flow of six-point earthquakes and higher, causing damage and happening in unusual areas. Friday, January 24th, a 6.8 magnitude earthquake hit eastern Turkey, which is pretty common. Turkey gets rocked a lot by powerful earthquakes. Uh, Right now, the death toll for the January 24th 6.8 earthquake is at 36 and more than 1,600 injured and more than 700 aftershocks and counting, which means after the earthquake hits, the aftershocks, the plates keep moving and shifting 700 times more. Thousands of people were killed and many more displaced in a 7.6 magnitude earthquake that struck the western city of Izmit in Turkey in 1999. In 2011, more than 500 people were killed by a 7.1-magnitude earthquake in the eastern city of Van. Now, President Erdogan has said they're going to start building the buildings out of steel and metal 
to keep the destruction from happening, but that's going to take a while, and there are going to be areas that they're never going to get to. So these people are suffering on so many levels. But then on January 7th, let's go back to January 7th, 2020, when Puerto Rico was hit with a 6.4 earthquake. Now, Puerto Rico has been very active since then, just like the nonstop aftershocks. See, Puerto Rico lies on a, an active tectonic plate, a region where earthquakes have happened for centuries. But Earth, Puerto Rico has not experienced the quake of this level, of this impact, since 1918. And the recent following quakes and their aftershocks and the resulting damage has taken the islanders by surprise. Just due to this hurricane, I mean, this earthquake alone, I got the Hurricane Maria on my mind. I'll bring, I'll bring that up in a second. 7,500 people have left their homes and they're living in shelters, in some cases, cars and tents. The aftershock duration potential, get ready for this one. The potential for aftershocks in Puerto Rico could be up to 10 years after that magnitude 6.4 main shock in southwestern Puerto Rico. 10 years. The sequence is very active, and the probabilities of magnitude 5s and 6s in the aftershocks events will remain high now and throughout that 10-year period. How do you live like that? Well, on January 25th, one of those 5.0s added to the fear and the shaking in the area. It came after the hundreds of people in the southern region were evacuated into shelters that, again, the areas were then flooded by heavy rains, which hit this U.S. territory. In the coastal city of Ponce alone, more than 350 people this past Friday were moved back into a school, not this past Friday, Friday before, were moved back into a school that served as an initial shelter when the earthquake first happened. So you go into the shelter, you go back home, now you're back into the shelter. Your life is completely disrupted. And the situation in Puerto Rico remains dire. More than 2,000 people are living in shelters, nearly 1 million without power and hundreds of thousands without water in an area still reeling from the 2017 Category 5 Hurricane Maria, which killed 3,057 people across Dominica, St. Croix, Haiti, the Bahamas, and devastated the entire island of Puerto Rico. But three weeks after the earthquake, only 20% of the schools in Puerto Rico are open and deemed safe. 20%. That means 80% of the schools and 80% of the students have no place to go to school. Engineers inspected 561 of the island's 856 public schools, finding at least 50 too unsafe to reopen, leaving 240,000 students out of school. Over thousands of earthquakes and counting. Why? Well, as I mentioned, the tectonic plates in Puerto Rico are dominated by a convergence between the North American and Caribbean tectonic plates. According to John Vidali, seismologist in the University of Southern California, this is what he told USA Today, Puerto Rico has been hit by what scientists call an earthquake swarm. There's that word again which is a series of earthquakes rather than the usual pattern of one dominant earthquake followed by aftershocks. To the south of the island and the south of the major 6.4 earthquake, the Caribbean plate upper crust subducts beneath Puerto Rico at the Muertos Trough. According to Vidal, Puerto Rico is marked by faults in a pattern similar to many other places in the world, for example the Pacific Rim. Now think about what he's saying. If you follow the potential of the Pacific Rim with earthquakes and volcanoes and the catastrophic explosive damage that would be caused if all of that went off, we have a similar, possibly equal to or smaller situation going on in the Caribbean. Well, guess what? 
three weeks later on Wednesday, January 29th, a magnitude 7.7 earthquake occurred in the Caribbean Sea, followed by a series of strong aftershocks that shook a large stretch from Florida to Mexico on this past Tuesday, but apparently caused no major damage or casualties, but a building 440 miles away in Miami shook so hard it was evacuated. Workers on the 13th floor of a a building on Brickle Avenue, one of the main avenues there in Miami, felt the wall shake for 30 to 40 seconds. They initially thought it had been caused by a machine of some sort until the building officials issued an evacuation order and people left the building in a smooth, calm manner to see that there were people from every building in the area around them that had also been evacuated. Now, if you've never been through an earthquake, I've only been through one small tremor out in California. It is a unique experience, having grown up in New York City in an apartment that was very close to a main road. Sometimes big trucks would go by and shake things, or a plane would go in low overhead because we were right near LaGuardia Airport and shake things. So you got used to the casual vibrations. Well, one time back in 1980, uh, I think it was 85 or so. No, yeah, about 85. I was out in California visiting a friend. I was trying to find some uh, acting jobs or whatever out there. So I was out there for a length of time. And I was in his house in Fullerton, and we were sitting there having a cup of coffee. And all of a sudden, I felt that rumble, and I watched the lamps, and things began to sway. And then the knowledge hit me. I looked at him because he was from the Northeast as well, and I said, that wasn't a truck going by, was it? And he laughed. He goes, no, that was a tremor. He said, you kind of get used to them and almost ignore them. And he saw the look on my face. He said, yeah, it is It is a bit disconcerting the first time it happens. So if you're in South Florida where there are no earthquakes and suddenly the buildings begin to sway and you realize it's being caused by an earthquake miles away, 440 miles away to be exact, that should concern you. So when the initial tremor hit at 2.10 p.m. Eastern Time, It was centered 86 miles northwest of Montego Bay, Jamaica, 87 miles west-southwest of Nicaro, Cuba, according to the USGS survey. And it was relatively shallow at six miles beneath the surface. Initially, they said it was a 7.3 before upgrading it to a 7.7, and its aftershocks have topped out at a magnitude of 6.1. Well, even people in Havana felt that the people in the Cuban capital were evacuating the taller buildings. And state, Cuba state media reported that the earthquake was felt across the island. And the Grand Cayman Island, which is about south southwest of Cuba, it felt a light shaking, and which also the Yucatan Peninsula of Puerto Rico. So you've had all this going on. You've had a light shaking. You've seen all this stuff on the news. And then suddenly, the Cayman Islands, this week, has their own 6.1 earthquake. And since then, they've had 23 earthquakes ranging from 4.0 to 4.7, and had a 4.4 today. So if you calculate all of the earthquakes in the Caribbean earthquake region, there have been 380 just over the last seven days, and there have been 2,253 over the past 30 days. There's something going on. We talk about it on the porch. I haven't been around here to talk about this. Hopefully I'm going to be around here more doing Overwatch, talking about these things from a prophetic and spiritual perspective. But I'm by no means an expert. I just have enough knowledge to get in trouble, and I do watch it. I watch it every day. I have two earthquake apps on my phone, and you would think that they would go off at the same time, but they don't. And I follow the USGS online. 
So I'm always watching what's going on because I understand these are a sign of the times. I understand that there's something going on inside the earth and below the earth. I understand that these are signs for us to watch, not just from the potential of natural dangers, but from spiritual dangers. What is? What are we being told? I think we're being given a message. I think we're being shaken in places that don't normally get shaken to get our attention. But you know what I find? If you're listening, I know you don't fall into this category. I find that when you try to share this with people, you either find a handful of people that get it and the majority of people whose eyes glaze over and don't have a clue what you're talking about. Or they just blow it off. Oh, that's just natural stuff. Nothing to be concerned about. It really doesn't mean anything. Well, if it doesn't mean anything, why in Matthew 24 and Luke 21 does the Lord point to earthquakes as a sign? We're told to watch. We're told to watch so that we can pray. We're told to watch so that we don't get caught by surprise when he finally does something after getting our attention. I believe that the church at large is asleep. It's asleep in ways that can't even be fathomed. I talked to Pastor Shelley, who's in his 90s, who's been a preacher for a very long time, and even he is amazed at the dullness of the average believer. Even those that claim to understand spiritual warfare are clueless to what is actually going on out there and really don't want to hear the truth. I'm hoping that you do. I'm hoping that you pay attention. I'm not telling you to get afraid and run around like Chicken Little, the sky is falling or the earth is moving or whatever. But what I am saying is be alert, be awake. That's why on the on the porch we're doing a series called The Awakening Remnant. The remnant, I believe, that's actually going to do something about these things is waking up. Well, you know what? There's another thing that's within Matthew 24 and Luke 21. It's pestilence. Pestilence is another sign. And there have been many over the years that could have been. But the other thing I want you to watch out for is when you watch the signs of the times, don't watch for just individual occurrences. Watch when they all fire off at the same time like they're doing right now. Wars, rumors of wars, famines, pestilences, earthquakes in various places, the love of many growing cold, uh, sin. I mean, all the things that get mentioned are firing off simultaneously. They're like those lights at the carnivals or in Times Square that are all flashing uh, sometimes together, sometimes alternately, and they're lighting up the place and they're very entertaining, but that's not what these are. These aren't entertaining lights and signs. This is wake up, wake up, wake up. Well, we have something going on in China, actually all over the world right now. It's called the coronavirus. And it's a new virus that is shaking the world. Another thing that I see people on social media who claim to be alert believers, oh, this is nothing. This is no more than the flu. More people die from the flu. This is nothing to worry about. Yes, folks, it is something to worry about, and I'm going to explain why. This 2019 novel coronavirus, official code 2019-lowercase-n, capital C, lowercase o, capital V, it's a cousin of the SARS virus, and has infected hundreds since the outbreak began in Wuhan, China, in December. What is a coronavirus? It's a large group of viruses that's common among animals. The coronavirus, the large family of viruses, causes illnesses ranging from the common cold to severe diseases such as MERS, M-E-R-S, which was the Middle East Respiratory Syndrome. SARS is Severe Acute Respiratory Syndrome. Well, what we're talking about now is a new strain that has not been previously identified in humans. Coronaviruses are called zoonotic, and what that means, they're transmitted between animal and people. Scientist Leo Poon, who first decoded the virus, thinks it likely started in an animal and spread to humans. Well, what we know, he says, is it causes pneumonia, 
that doesn't respond to antibiotic treatment, which is not surprising. But then in terms of mortality, SARS kills 10% of the individuals. I personally believe this is going to break SARS and MERS' records. But when you think about it's transmitted from animals to human, well, the reason China becomes very um, ripe, to use a bad word, for such things is they eat bizarre meals of animals that are not supposed to be eaten. Don't go online and look at it. I've been looked at it and almost gagged of a of a young lady, an attractive young lady sitting at a restaurant eating bat soup, and there's this entire bat in the soup. And then the other things they eat are the snakes. And you know what? When you eat stuff like that, you're, you're playing Russian roulette, but they, they don't live by biblical mandates of what to eat and what not to eat. The term coronavirus comes from its appearance. The virus is covered in spikes, giving it a crown-like appearance. The spikes look like a halo or a corona. Isn't that interesting? I wonder who thought that one up. Both SARS and MERS are coronaviruses that are proven to be fatal. The the ongoing outbreak of MERS, the Middle East Respiratory Syndrome, in Saudi Arabia, which began in 2012, has infected 2,494 people and killed 858 people. Well, why is it ongoing since 2012? Because they can't kill it. It keeps coming back. So what happens is people get sick, usually with a mild or moderate upper respiratory tract illness, similar to a common cold. The coronavirus symptoms include runny nose, cough, sore throat, possibly a headache, maybe a fever, which can last for a couple of days. Well, in the more severe cases, when the difficulty of breathing sets in, infection can cause pneumonia and severe respiratory, acute respiratory syndromes, kidney failure, and even death. I've seen some videos, and I can't vet if they're real or not, but they're all over the Internet. They're coming out of China. The people are being very proactive to get things past Chinese censorship to get the word out of people walking around with their masks, just walking like they're normal, and then dropping dead, passing out. I've seen videos of people dragged off of subway trains that they've passed out. And anyone with a weakened immune system, like the elderly or the very young, this, there's a chance this virus could cause lower and much more serious respiratory tract illnesses like pneumonia and bronchitis, and become fatal. Well, the Wuhan coronavirus has spread throughout the world since the first case was detected in central China in December. Since then, okay, these are World Health Organization numbers. Since then, 304 people have died, 14,557 confirmed people infected. And that's by the WHO, World Health Organization, numbers. And they have declared the outbreak a public health emergency of international concern. So when somebody tells you, oh, it's nothing to be worried about, even the organization who part of their job is to cover up how bad things are, are telling you how bad things are. China's National Health Commission confirmed that the virus can be transmitted from person to person through what's called droplet transmission. That's where the virus is passed on due to a person, infected person, sneezing or coughing, as well as direct contact. Well, of the confirmed cur- uh, cases, six, one, only 160 confirmed, and I and I personally believe the numbers are being fudged, but in more than 20 countries outside of mainland China. So far, they're saying only one person outside of mainland China has died, and that was a 44-year-old Chinese man in the Philippines. I believe that as they lose control of the narrative, all of these numbers are going to change. Matter of fact, today on Twitter, even before I came on the air, I got some new information. But let's look Look where this started. Ground Zero is Wuhan, a city of 11 million people that were quarantined. But there was a problem. 
5 million of the 11 million got out before the quarantine happened. Some because of what they were hearing, some because it was the Chinese New Year and they were traveling to other places to celebrate. So a large number of invisible infected people continues to exist, and that is what they fear. It takes about 10 to 14 days to incubate and manifest. So I don't, I don't have a way to show you this visually. I want you to, to get it in your head. One person, just one person's infected, they get on an airplane. Let's say they infect two or three other people. Let's say they infect five. I don't know where the first guy is in his incubation period, but those other people get infected, and they've got 10 to 14 days before it manifests. And then they go out. Maybe they infect one or two or three people. And they have now 10 to 14 days. And those one to two or three people do the same thing. You begin to see in your head how this extrapolates quickly. They lost control of this from day one. It could mutate into a dangerous form. Some are claiming it already has. And not just in China. In 17 other countries, Thailand, Japan, South Korea, Australia, Finland, and the United States. In the Chinese city of Wuhan right now, they are scrambling to construct two additional hospitals just to treat the coronavirus victims. And that's according to state media. Okay, if it's under control and there's only a handful of people and... 304 people have died. and you, What's going on here, folks? What's really going on? Why are you building two completely new hospitals just to handle them alone? One of the hospitals, the temporary hospitals, will provide, actually both will provide at least 2,600 beds, and that began last week. So where are we as far as the United States goes? On Tuesday, the CDC announced that the United States had its first case of the Wuhan coronavirus when a 30-year-old man had returned from Wuhan to Washington State where he is hospitalized. How many people did he infect on his way home to Washington State? The CDC is the only laboratory in the United States that can test for the new virus. Now, it's been announced that the White House National Security Advisor has said that the U.S. has offered to help China in containing the virus. Not surprisingly, Beijing has not accepted the offer to contain the outbreak. That was confirmed by uh, White House National Security Advisor Robert O'Brien. He said, so far the Chinese have been more transparent, certainly, than in past crises. And we appreciate that, he said on an interview on CBS's Face the Nation. And, you know, Trump said a similar thing in one of his tweets. And I, and I wanted to ask, do you really believe this or are you just saying this to keep everybody calm and to keep your relationship with China calm right now? Because the fact is the Chinese are notorious for lying and misdirection when it comes to anything that it affects their national security. O'Brien said the U.S. has even offered to send medical and health professionals to China to help them out. Well, as I reported on the porch the other night when I started out talking about this, the South China Morning Post has a different take on it. They said, quote, according to the University of Hong Kong academics on this past Monday, they estimated that the number of patients in Wuhan, it actually reached 43,590 people by last Saturday, including those in the incubation stage of the virus, which causes pneumonia. Lead researcher and dean of HKU's Faculty of Medicine, Gabriel Luong, said his team estimated there were 25,630 patients showing symptoms in Wuhan. And that the number would double in 6.2 days, according to the mathematical modeling based on infection figures worldwide. 
as of Saturday. And they believe, and that's what the South China Morning Post says, that it reveals a desperate effort to cover up the true numbers and lie to the world about a dangerous, deadly pandemic. So where has this gone so far? This is what we know. And again, I'm not telling you to panic. First of all, you should be prayed up. You should have enough faith and you should understand how to deal with pestilence and things like that. Read Psalm 91. But it also means hygiene. When you go out, wash your hands, clean your hands. Uh, if, you go, if you're going to go to China, first of all, why? Why would you go to China? Second of all, if you had to, you would definitely, in some place, not even get in. But masks and gloves and whatever it takes to, to battle this. But let's just look at the numbers. So far, this is what we know. Australia has at least 12 cases. Cambodia, one case. Canada, at least four cases. Finland, at least one case. France is reporting at least six cases. Now, remember, when they say at least, it's possibly more. Germany, at least eight cases. Hong Kong, at least 13 cases. India, one case. Italy, at least two cases. Japan, at least 20 cases. Macau, at least seven cases. Malaysia, at least eight cases. Nepal, at least one case. The Philippines has at least two cases and one death. Russia, which has at least two cases, has halted all passenger trains on the Russian railways to China, in and out. Singapore, at least 13 cases. South Korea, at least 15 cases. Spain, Sri Lanka, and Sweden, at least one case. Taiwan, at least 10 cases. Thailand, at least 19 cases. The United Arab Emirates, at least four cases. The United Kingdom, at least two cases. The United States now has at least eight cases. And Vietnam has at least seven cases. I, I hope that somebody does that modeling program on these numbers to show the potentiality if this thing doesn't explode. I'm trying to guard my words here. I think somebody needs to give us a worst-case scenario, not to create panic, but to get us to understand. First of all, I don't like flying on planes. I don't like going to airports because every time I do, I get sick. Not from just breathing the recycled air, which causes problem in my sinuses, but everything else that's going on. The people that are around you, people that sneeze and they don't cover their face or they, they don't wash their hands. You don't, you, it's at the point you want to travel wearing uh, medical gloves and a medical mask because people just have bad hygiene. Especially from the poorer countries, that's not a an regular thing. Now you're packed in an airplane couple hundred people breathing the same recycled air in close quarters. Oh, my goodness. Do you even wonder why I'm praying for God to bless SRT and the porch and and uh, Firefall so that we can charter our own planes and not have to go through that? And not the least of which because of, of the safety of not having to go through the airports and the powers that be. But so you're traveling. Let's say you went to Britain this week. A lot of people go to Britain. It's a tourist. And we won't even talk today about the terror event of the man that uh, stabbed people that the police had to shoot and kill. Another um, knife terror event. Well, guess what? The Daily Mail just reported, I saw it before I came on, that they have misplaced 480 Wuhan travelers that just came into Britain. <laughs> they misplaced 480 Wuhan tourists, and they're scrambling to trace and find these people from the coronavirus epicenter. So they are launching public information blitzes to stem the spread, telling people what to do, how to be careful. And at the same time, 83 Britons who have been evacuated and brought in from 
China, who they're a big business area for Britons, they've spent their second night in quarantine as they're still struggling to get other people out of Wuhan. They keep saying this isn't a big deal, but the countries are scrambling because they know the potential. This isn't the common flu. In yet another blow to China's economy and to their technology, um, technology giant Apple has announced it temporarily closing its 42 shops there until February 9th at least. And Qatar Airways has been the latest airline to suspend all flights into the mainland. This is an economic disaster for China. Evacuation flights by European governments out of Wuhan, where the virus, virus we know began, ground zero, is expecting to continue. A plane carrying 128 people landed in Germany on Saturday and more flights planned for today. Russia, Mongolia, and North Korea have closed their land borders with China. China is being isolated. Now, if they did this on purpose to stop the democratic uh, uprising, or it just was an accident and got out of there, one of two biowarfare labs in Wuhan, this has been disastrous for them. The only positive thing I've seen today about this is that the World Health Organization today has announced that no new countries have reported cases of the coronavirus in the last 24 hours, which could mean what's out is out, and now they've got to contain from there. While the millions of other people that are trapped in Wuhan are going through their own hellish experience. But it was the British newspaper, the Daily Mail, that first suggested the possibility of a link between the spreading virus and the Wuhan National Biosafety Laboratory, reporting last week that the lab, which opened in 2014, is a part of the Wuhan Institute of Virology, which has been the subject of safety concerns in the past. Also, according to the Washington Times, the deadly animal-borne coronavirus, which we're talking about, spreading globally, may have originated in a laboratory in the city of Wuhan linked to China's Covert Biological Weapons Program, according to an Israeli biological warfare analyst. Radio Free Asia last week rebroadcast a Wuhan television report from 2015 showing China's most advanced virus research laboratory known as the Wuhan Institute of Virology, which is the laboratory the only declared site in China capable of working with deadly viruses. Danny Shoham, a former Israeli military intelligence officer who has studied Chinese biological warfare, said the Institute, Wuhan Institute of Virology, is linked to Beijing's covert bioweapons program. Now, China has denied this. They've denied having any offensive biological weapons but a State Department report last year revealed suspicions of a covert biological warfare effort in China. Well, the deep state-controlled media sources is downplaying the threat, downplaying all of these stories about bio labs and what the uh, uh, former Israeli military intelligence officers said. Um, they, they're downplaying it. The Washington Post keeps using repeated terms like fringe and conspiracy theory websites to debunk what I'm talking about right now. And if you listen to my story, my report on the deep state, you know the truth about the Washington Post. What about the people that say it's no more dangerous than the flu? Well, the flu is dangerous. There's no doubt about it. In 2018, an estimated 80,000 Americans died of flu and its complications. The, the disease is highest total in the last four decades. 
In recent years, flu-related deaths have ranged from 12,000 in its worst year to 56,000, according to the CDC. We're talking 80,000 in 2018. Part of the problem was is that the flu vaccine they created was ineffective. It didn't work. So they tell you to get the vaccine, which doesn't work, which more than likely is going to give you the flu. We were, we were in a doctor's office just the other day, and um, the nurse asked us about, have we had the flu vaccine? And we both said, no, we're not going to. And she kind of laughed. She goes, yeah, me neither, and walked out. So even medical people know. In 2019, 19,100 people died, and it was a mild flu year. Everybody looks back to the 1918 flu pandemic, which lasted nearly two years and killed more than 500,000 Americans, according to historians. So we know that this is a part of life. We know this is a part of living in a fallen world. And, and, and I'm not even talking about the Ebola virus, which isn't a coronavirus, but the Ebola virus in the Congo alone, as of the January 28th, has 3,421 cases, of which 3,302 are confirmed, and of which 2,242 have already died. It has a Fatality rate of 66%. Well, what's going on here? Well, as, as we wind down, I want, I'll just share with you my thoughts. And that's all this is. That's all I'm going to do on Overwatch besides stating numbers and statistics and giving you a full picture. I will then give you my commentary of, of which you can ignore it. You can fact check it. You can agree with it. Whatever you want to do. I get it. We live in a fallen world. This is a part of the fall. This 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 is also a part of the enemy. This is also a part of man doing things with things in labs that they shouldn't be doing. And I believe that they're under the influence of the fallen as well. I believe it all traces back to that. So don't, you know, you, you may want to uh, roll your eyes or, or let out a sigh because I'm going to talk about the fallen. But the fact is, there's another kingdom going on out there, a kingdom of darkness. There is a ruler of that kingdom, but then there are other rulers beneath him, and they have their own armies, and they have their own agendas, and I believe disease and killing humanity is one of them. I also believe that as these things become more prevalent, and the danger and the threat becomes more dramatic, people that normally wouldn't accept a vaccine will. And I believe there will come a point that some kind of pandemic. Now, I've said this before, and I'm not repeating anybody else. I actually said this about two years ago. I believe what they'll do to get you to accept the mark, the chip, is twofold. And remember, I'm saying this to you again on February 2nd, 2020, Palindrome Groundhog Day. And by the way, Punxsutawney Phil said we're going to have an early spring. Here's what I believe will happen. I believe that there will be some manufactured pandemic. That the only way that you get the cure, which of course they'll have the cure for since they manufactured it, is to have the mark. And so you say, no, I'm not taking the mark. Well, just about the time that the pandemic happens, all of your bank accounts are locked or even disappear. Because whether you understand it or not, everybody's afraid of uh, Bitcoin and, and digital currencies and cryptocurrencies. Folks, your money is digital right now. Your money's on a card or an ATM or based on a number or based on a chip or based on Apple Pay or whatever. You're using digital money right now. You don't have access to your money. Most places don't want to take cash. I see people left and right turning people away that want to give them cash. No, you use the card or you uh, wave your phone in front of it. So we're living in a digital currency society every already. 
So your money gets locked up. Your money disappears. The only way to get your money back or access to your money is to have this chip. So now you're in the middle of a pandemic. To get the cure, you have to be logged into the system. What are you going to do? Now, that's just a, I have a much more detailed thing worked out. But that's all. That's just the way I'm going to share it to you right now. I believe it's a domino effect. So watch what's going on with the with this pandemic. Watch what's happening in the world. So here, here are my thoughts on the Wuhan virus. It's spreading faster and more deadly than has been originally reported by the traditional mainstream media. The democracy protest in China, which we're about to cripple it, possibly even topple it from from the top down, have all but stopped due to the virus. China has even asked couples to delay their nuptials until the viral outbreak's under control. Chinese New Year's popular wedding day. Families have been told to scale down the parties, even scale down the funeral services to slow the interaction with people. And this appeal from the Chinese officials came as the death toll soared. China's also introduced drastic travel restrictions and pushed back the end of the Lunar New Year when hundreds of millions of people travel across the country to visit family in their bid, supposedly, to contain a virus that's more than likely already out there. Schools and universities nationwide have been told not to resume classes. Officials have urged the factories to delay their return to work. The public has been asked to avoid large crowds. Do you see a control thing happening here? For the sake of safety, I get it. More than 50 million people in the Hubei Hubei province, where the virus is first detected, are effectively in lockdown, where authorities severed all transport links. The officials in Hubei have suspended all marriage registrations until further notice. And several countries, including the U.S., Australia, and others, have barred entry to foreigners who have traveled to China in the past two weeks. Now, today on Twitter, I found a young man, William Yang, Y-A-G. His Twitter handle is at William, capital W, Yang, capital Y, 120. He's the East Asia correspondent for DW News. He's getting the word out, and he's doing a good job at it, and he should probably watch his back. He's reporting that China is cremating bodies in secret as the number of coronavirus patients soars past 7,000. There's a lack of facilities to handle these patients. He also says in a post from January 29, 2020, at 3.09 p.m. from Taipei City, Taiwan, one thing that China is hiding is the number of deaths caused by the virus. A credible media outlet at in to him news interviewed people working at a local cremation centers confirming that many bodies were sent directly from the hospitals to the cremation centers with no IDs what does that mean there's no record of them dying if there's no IDs on the bodies when they come to the cremation centers The cremation centers, which, by the way, are going around the clock 24 hours a day. People are posting videos of medical masked Chinese officials barricading apartments of the infected with steel bars. There are videos coming from China of people collapsing and dying in the street, bodies being dragged off of subway trains, medical officials putting on their medical garb, their masks, their gloves, and guns as they enter infected areas. If we are in the end times, and I believe that we are, this is a part of the equation. 
This bug, this superbug, has infected more people in China than SARS, which caused chaos in 2002 with its 5,327 confirmed cases. The 2002-2003 SARS epidemic spread across 17 countries and territories and killed nearly 800 people. The economic impact on China in that time alone was $25 billion. Since then, the avenues for a contagion to be released and travel has increased dramatically. We're talking billions of dollars of damage to the Chinese economy, which cooks their books, and we don't even really know how bad their shape they're in. The Chinese government has misled their citizens in Wuhan, who became walking time bombs. So you had better understand spiritual warfare. You had better understand how to deal with this in both a natural but more than ever a supernatural perspective. That's why I'm here. That's why I felt compelled to do this tonight. There are six or seven other things I wanted to cover, and I may either save them for week to week or just drop a podcast on you like I'm doing with this one. We are in the midst of exciting, troubling, supernatural times. I would hope that if you're a believer, you're plugged into the porch Because everything I teach ties back to what I talk about here and when I go out and do seminars. To get you prepared for what's coming. To get you to a place that you can take a stand for you and your family. But the biggest thing I can do for you right now is to wake you up. Step on your toes if need be. Shake you a little bit and force you to go check my stats or even to engage me and say, well, I don't agree with you. And then let's discuss it in a calm, polite, professional manner. But I've seen people look at the post I post on social media on either, you know, SRT's Overwatch Facebook page or a Twitter account. And which then goes to my personal Facebook page. Well, The flu's killed more people. I don't have to worry about anything. I'm good. Okay, well, fine. Let me know how that works out for you. Maybe you are. Maybe because you live in Texas or the Midwest somewhere. Maybe it won't happen to you. But the fact is we live in a fallen world. Anything can happen. This is not our home. We've been given tools to protect ourselves and our loved ones, both human and furry. It's time to wake up, folks. Time to take a stand. Time to decide if you're remnant ready or you're just a part of the spectators. You're sitting in the stands waiting for the game to finish. To decide whether you are a victim or a victor. I'm choosing to be a victor. I'm choosing to be proactive and not reactive. I am choosing to be on the winning side. And you say, well, I am on the winning side. Yeah, but it, it may cost you. Wake up. I'm Richard Grant. This has been Overwatch on Firefall Talk Radio. This weekend at Kohl's, take an extra 15% off. Save on men's and women's denim. Get Under Armour shoes for the family, $59.99 and under. And pick up a Power XL air fryer, just $84.99. Plus, take an extra $10 off your back-to-school purchase of $50 or more. Plus, store drive-up. And get a little more for your wallet with Kohl's Cash. Shop Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Select styles, 15% off with promo code Notebook and August 16th. Under Armour offers and coupons do not apply. 10 off 50 with promo code BTS10 and August 23rd. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. 
We're living in the age of podcasting, which also means the age of podcast networks with large back catalogs, long-running series, limited programming, and even cross-network collaborations. How are publishers supposed to keep this all organized? With Spreaker, of course. Spreaker's customizable publisher plan lets you organize your content exactly how you want it and gives you enough pod tech tools to monetize the largest back catalogs. If you're into premium offerings for subscribers, check out Spreaker's customized RSS feeds to upload and schedule exclusive content with ease. Or use our campaign manager to manage different campaigns from one central platform. Once your podcast business gets big enough, you can even add multiple networks to one account and collaborators assigned to each one. That helps keep the true crime series away from the comedy podcasts and make sure you get the advertisements that will resonate the most with your listeners. So let's move from the age of podcasting to the age of the podcast network with Spreaker. Head to Spreaker.com to learn more. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonus. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.